You're listening to Parents You've Got This, the expert guide to parenthood. Your complete guide to pregnancy, birth, baby and parenting. Join us for the journey. This podcast is proudly brought to you by Mustella. Mustella is a natural origin skincare for babies and children, recommended by healthcare professionals. Mustella, by parents' side since 1950. This week's episode is all about preparing for pregnancy and we interview our IVF and fertility expert, Dr. Rachel Knight, all about optimising our diet and lifestyle to prepare for having a baby. Dr. Rachel Knight is from Life Fertility Clinic Melbourne and she is a fertility specialist and a gynaecologist with more than 20 years experience. She is also a reproductive endocrinology and infertility expert and she comes to us today with advanced expertise in all manners of fertility and trying for a baby. Thank you so much for being with us today, Rachel. Thank you so much, Christy and Freya. It is an absolute pleasure to be here and I'm delighted to talk about fertility, nutrition, and preparing for a pregnancy. I feel that this is an area that is just not talked about or covered enough. It's not, and we are just so grateful to have you here today to share all this information with people so that we are really well informed when we start our journey towards parenthood. So let's start by talking about nutrition. Um, What are the things, Rachel, that we can be doing um, and be mindful of when we're thinking about our nutrition in this important sort of phase? It is really important to start thinking about your nutrition, thinking about vitamins and thinking about your lifestyle at least three months before starting to conceive. The development of the egg in our ovaries starts at least two to three months before it is released. And it is important to get our bodies right pre-pregnancy and just as important as during pregnancy and also important after pregnancy, which is something many people don't think about. It is very important, however, it is also quite straightforward. What we are talking about is not rocket science. We don't have to search into the Amazon for that really elusive, particular fertility supplement that is going to change the world. This is just healthy eating. The diet that has been recommended for people who are planning a pregnancy and who are wanting to optimise their fertility has been studied and a number of studies have found that a Mediterranean style diet is the best diet to promote fertility. And this is very, very simple, balanced, healthy diet. There's nothing magic. It is fresh fruit, fresh vegetables, uh, simple meats, avoid uh, high processed meat and a lot of extra sugars. So um, meat, fish, grains, fruit and vegetables. Put uh, another way, to ensure that at least half of um, the food on your plate at any one time consists of fruit and vegetables. There are other do's and don'ts, and there are a number of other things that have been studied from a fertility perspective. Um, People have looked at, uh, um, at diets that are 
uh, high in sugars, um, high in processed meats, and these diets have been shown to disrupt someone's um, hormone processes, ovulation, and lead to a lower chance of successful pregnancy. So we've um, followed this further as well and found that IVF success rates can be reduced um, if someone is significantly uh, overweight um, or you're not following um, an appropriate uh, lifestyle or diet. Um, and so how long um, do we need to be mindful of having a healthy diet? How long do our nutritional stores last? Well, that can vary from person to person. Um, and uh, so it is important to keep this uh, diet and healthy lifestyle up for um, those uh, at least three months before starting to conceive and during um, the uh, early conception phase, pregnancy as well. Um, and throughout any treatment, if you are needing to undergo fertility treatment. There are a number of other factors as well, things uh, such as um, smoking, uh, alcohol, uh, and, uh, and uh, you know, other sort of lifestyle factors, um, vaping, recreational drugs. It's important to, uh, to look at all of these aspects as well um, prior to trying to conceive. Can you tell us a little bit about a little bit more about those? So about the health and the lifestyle factors. So, um, you know, we know the things that are bad for us, but what are the things that we might be doing just naturally that we think are healthy that actually might not be conducive to having, you know, that optimal environment for fertility? Uh, yes. So there are a few things that uh, that is uh, is a bit of a trap and it's easy to fall into sort of um, what we think might be sort of healthy eating um, but uh, but still realize that then it's not necessarily supporting um, our, our general health for example uh, reducing sugars is very important um, sugars are very sneaky and people hide sugars in a number of different foods even having a fruit drink um, has very high sugar levels and this leads to a burst in our insulin um, and if taken regularly can disrupt our hormone levels and lead to a disruption in ovulation. Uh, so just being mindful of those, those hidden sugars. Um, fruit drinks, as I said, is one. Energy drinks, the um, supplements are another. Uh, so it's important to look for those hidden sugars. There was also a study that was done looking at uh, low-fat dairy, and uh, uh, particularly um, uh, for, for women, we feel that that's good for us. Uh, we don't want to eat too much saturated fat, which of course is, is, is a good principle to follow. Um, however, there were studies that uh, associated low-fat dairy products with a, a lowering in um, fertility rates. Uh, so um, full um, cream or uh, full dairy is probably a, a better option when you're trying to fall pregnant. And does this also for male and female, when you're talking about this, should the male have the same emphasis on his diet and lifestyle as a female? Um, absolutely. Different, however, 
um, and uh, uh, the um, factors that can affect male fertility uh, are some of the obvious ones. Things like smoking um, will lead to a, at least a 30% um, uh, increase in the delay to conceiving will also lead to more abnormalities in uh, semen analysis, as will um, alcohol intake and uh, cannabis use as well has been um, found to be associated with abnormalities on semen analysis. And um, while uh, that's not necessarily common, it's not uncommon either that people do use these sort of recreational um, drugs. Um, so these are things that really do need to be eliminated. Um, and as the life cycle of the sperm is 72 days from when the sperm is produced to when it was, is released, there does need to be uh, at least two to three months prior to conception that these things are uh, introduced. There has also been found to be some benefit from supplements for men as well. And um, research in particular has looked at uh, a number of supplements, including zinc, um, selenium, and other antioxidants such as coenzyme Q10 or ubiquinol. And these uh, vitamins uh, supplements have been shown um, in, in limited studies, but shown to have some benefit uh, in, in men's fertility. On top of that, um, obesity is uh, a, a big problem. And having an, an uh, ele elevated weight, which is a term I prefer to use than, than obesity due to the, some of the, the negative connotations, um, is, uh, is important. And it can affect both female and men's fertility um, in, in different ways, but it, it is still uh, an important factor. So healthy eating isn't just the, uh, the important part of the equation, trying to maintain um, our, or aim for a, a healthy weight range is important. And we find that um, uh, rates of conception are higher, uh, rates of um, fertility treatment, including IVF, um, can be reduced and reduced quite significantly um, if people are carrying that extra weight. So I feel as a fertility specialist, it's very important to assist people. And there's no um, benefit in telling someone to go away and lose weight because that's never going to work. Uh, that these um, patients and clients need to be supported as much as possible on this journey. And um, weight loss may be part of that in conjunction with other aspects of our fertility treatment. And we do that through the advice of um, fertility diets, the assistance of, of a fertility dietitian, and, um, and if, if really required, maybe even uh, a fertility uh, doctor or surgeon to assist in, in that um, avenue. We wanted to ask Rachel about exercise and other elements of healthy living that you might encourage in this period, like getting good sleep and, you know, what, what are some of those key other sort of lifestyle factors that people can control yes. and can really easily implement to maximise their chance of falling pregnant? 
Uh, yes, regular exercise is important and uh, the recommendations for exercise are between 150 to 300 minutes per week. Uh, now, um, it, it is important to continue with exercise while you are trying to conceive and also when you are pregnant as well. Um, it uh, isn't the case that you uh, need to stop exercise, um, wrap yourself in cotton wool, don't, uh, you don't uh, even uh, need to curtail your exercise program necessarily. And um, reviewing the, uh, the evidence on this, and this is supported by the um, guidelines of the Royal College of Obstetricians and, and Gynaecologists that give us guidelines for pregnancy care, um, that continuing with a regular uh, he um, healthy exercise program is important. And um, if you are, are already doing regular exercise, it is um, supported and recommended that you continue with that exercise. Now, there are a few caveats on that. If um, you are thinking about taking up uh, exercise, uh, then that should be done in conjunction with a, a healthcare professional. Um, for example, it's, not, it's probably not a good idea to suddenly start um, uh, running or doing strenuous exercise uh, as, a, as a first off while you're trying to conceive or in, in early pregnancy. Um, and, uh, and obviously some extreme sports may need to be curtailed um, just due to the, uh, the excess, excess risks. But uh, exercise is a good thing. And what about prenatal vitamins? When should we be taking these? Um, prenatal vitamins, uh, again, because of the, uh, the uh, development of uh, eggs and, and sperm, uh, ideally three months before we're starting to try and conceive throughout pregnancy um, and also throughout the breastfeeding phase as well. So many women find that they are taking these vitamins for years. Yes. And uh, now the vitamins, I know they're horse tablets. They are very difficult to swallow sometimes. You can often get the key ingredients in a smaller tablet. So um, it is important to, to talk to your doctor. But the main um, vitamins that we recommend Pre-pregnancy include folate, and folate needs to be at least 400 micrograms. Most of the prenatal vitamins have 500 or 800, but it is worth double checking. And the reason for folate is that it reduces the risk to the baby of having a condition called a neurotube defect. And a neurotube defect is where the baby's um, the spinal cord doesn't develop properly and is left exposed and um, causes issues to the baby once they're born. Um, so folate is very important. Uh, the, uh, the other important uh, aspects are um, iodine, um, iron, vitamin D, and there's a fair bit of evidence in the studies that being low in vitamin D and low in iron can reduce your chances of successful conception. Mm -hmm. So supplementing those things are important. And there's been a lot of work over the last few years around probiotics. And I'm now recommending, uh, based on still some fairly early work, but um, 
in the absence of a probiotic really doing any harm, a probiotic that is high in lactobacillus, uh, which is the sort of healthy bacteria we have in our, in our bodies, particularly um, in our reproductive tract, um, has been shown to have a positive outcome on conception. Um, and all of these things do make us feel a little bit better along the way. I'm often asked about other supplements as well. Um, now there are an, a number of supplements that have got some limited research to support them, but sometimes in specific areas. Things such as DHEA, which is a precursor to a male hormone. However, while that might sound a bit strange, even for women, those male hormones are used to make the female hormones. So sometimes they, that can be useful. And it tends to be more useful in the studies that we have done in people that are lower in egg numbers um, or possibly, unfortunately, even starting to run out of eggs. So we do find that that can help in that particular situation, but it probably doesn't help everybody. And there are some side effects from some of these things. So it's probably really good to, if you are having trouble mm. conceiving, is to talk to a fertility expert like yourself about mm. different ways that you can prepare to have a baby. Correct. Which is exciting because next week on the podcast, we actually have your um, partner who you work with, Dr. Um, Raylia Liu from Life Fertility Melbourne Clinic as well, talking to us all about when to start to try for a baby mm. and giving some of her fertility advice around that. Mm. Yes. An important question, Rachel, for many men and women is what about caffeine? Is this something that we need to look at changing up when we're thinking of having a baby or are we okay to keep drinking coffee in our usual regular coffee habits? Absolutely brilliant question and uh, it is very important caffeine. Um, we uh, do have evidence uh, and more in pregnancy that caffeine may result in an increased risk of miscarriage and high caffeine intake has had that association. So while we recommend that um, we you don't have to um, completely eliminate caffeine, reducing caffeine is helpful. And the recommendations are that it's reduced to less than 200 micrograms per day, which is probably the equivalent of one um, coffee. I tell my patients, just make it a good one. You need one, at least <laughs> just one. Just make it a good one. And make sure that you look at other caffeine um, containing drinks. So um, so tea, um, the um, any energy drinks, um, a lot of a lot of supplements, and it can sneak its way into food. It's another sort of very sneaky thing that is that is put into a number of drinks and foods that we eat. Um, so important uh, to uh, to look at that as well. Well, thank you so much, Rachel. It was so lovely to have you on the podcast this week. Next week, we are delving sure. even deeper into fertility and we have our IVF and fertility expert, Dr. Raylia Liu from Life Fertility Clinic to talk to us all about optimizing our fertility. Thank you so much for having me here today. It's been a pleasure. A huge thanks to Mustella for sponsoring this episode. Did you know that Mustella is not only for babies? Mustella also has a range of maternity products like the 100% Certified Organic Stretch Marks Oil, Stretch Marks Cream and the Certified Organic Lanolin Free Nipple Balm made up of 100% natural ingredients and dermatologist tested. 
Mustela products are our family's favourite. You've been listening to the Parents You've Got This Expert Guide to Parenthood podcast. Never forget, parents. You've got this. this. The information provided in this podcast is general in nature and is intended to support, not replace, a discussion with your doctor or healthcare professional. Parents You've Got This take no responsibility for any medical decisions made by individuals based on the information provided in this podcast. You've been listening to Parents You've Got This, the expert guide to parenthood. You've got this parenting gig. 